Hello everyone and welcome to Embodying All of You Tools for Living Consciously. And my name is Michelle Tampaka. And in a moment I'm going to have a very special guest joining us. Her name is Kiri Bradley and she was in my six-month shamanic mentoring program and is now uh, fully ready to be a practitioner and is already doing healings. I'm so excited to share her journey with you. So just um, sit back and relax. I'm going to play some background music for you and um, I hope you can enjoy the show. Welcome everyone. It's a rainy night here in Merida and I'm just um, waiting for my guest to call in. I'm sure she'll be coming in soon. Um, it's very interesting. Yeah, you know, it's uh, here I am in Mexico, you know, and I, I hadn't uh, planned to come here at this time, but life leads us in many interesting directions. And I first arrived in Mexico beginning of August, ended up in uh, a town called Calderitas. And Calderitas is down by the Belize border. And it's uh, it's a very strange town. Um, I, I don't want to say anything dis too disparaging about it, but suffice it to say... It isn't very lively. Not much is going on there. I guess if you're into retirement um, and you're kind of at the end of your life, <laughs> it perhaps it would be a good place for you to go visit. But really, if you're uh, not, you know, not in your um, prime years, perhaps it it isn't it isn't the place to to set your roots down and uh, and be in that kind of place. So I'm just going to double check. Welcome, Daniil. Welcome to uh, the podcast today. Glad you could make it. Just checking to see if everything is uh, copacetic with my guests. Just give me one moment, and um, I'm sure she will be arriving. 
So, tell us, how are you doing today, Danielle? You can drop a, a message in the chat. Let us know how you're doing. How's it going? Okay. Feeling great? Feeling good? Okay. Hope so. Show me some some stars or hearts or so forth. So this show, just to give you guys an idea, you know, because I am a shaman and uh, myself and I, I uh, am a Reiki master, intuitive coach, and I do a lot of different things to, with the focus of helping people to access their higher power and really um, live from this place of, of pure potential. And so, so many people um, are struggling right now. And so I find that um, this is, this is now more than ever, we really, we really need to have these tools to be able to navigate through these challenging times. And so, um, yeah, so one of the things that I was going to share, but my, my guest is having some technical issues in getting on board, was how, you know, learning about shamanism and learning these amazing techniques and, and tools can really help you empower your life. But for those of you who are also really uh, excited and interested in, in becoming a healer, um, it may be your path to go down this road. And Kiri Bradley was one of my students, and she studied shamanism with me for six months and now has graduated and is um, is really already out there doing doing her work and helping people, empowering people, and doing healing and transformation. Um, it's pretty it's pretty exciting. And I'm so proud of her, and I hope she can make it to the show. But just in case she can't, um, let's just talk more about uh, about dealing with difficult emotions, because I know some people are finding themselves struggling with uh, depression or sadness, anxiety. I know I've talked about this before, but it, it keeps coming up. How do we deal? with difficult emotions, how do we navigate our way through these difficulties? And, um, you know, interestingly, you know, I've been going through my own hard times, and um, and so for me, meditation has been um, a saving grace. I really find that meditation brings me back to my essential self, to who I truly am, and... Um, I think it also allows me to go into the space of like beyond my ego and and access my higher self. And you know, some people maybe out there who are listening to this show might be wondering, what is your higher self? What does that actually mean? And it's really, it's a part of who we are, but it's that greater part, that spiritual essence of who we are that is not caught up in the in this 3D world it is able that part of us that is able to go beyond that that infinite part of us that allows us to truly be in a, a space of consciousness and that's the best way um that i can describe the higher self i'd love to hear from any of you um 
if any of you have a definition because I think it's it's a hard thing to define what is our higher self and the more that we can function from that place of accessing our higher self rather than the the ego Michelle or the ego of Daniel and and move beyond the egoic self the more we can find ourselves um find that we have this capacity to not take things personally and to be detached in a very healthy um a healthy way so this is uh this is something that i encourage everybody to do and so how do we access our higher self well as i mentioned before one thing we can do is through meditation um also i i really love the mind body spirit um exercises like qigong yoga uh tai chi and and martial arts because all of these types of mind body spirit exercises again connect us to our higher self connect us to our true self and so i encourage you if you're feeling wobbly and you're feeling um you know ungrounded off center then then it's time that means you're 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 somehow disconnected you just need to remember that it's easy to get reconnected to your higher self well it's it's not that it's disconnected from you literally but you are not making that great uh connection where you're feeling that connection with the higher self and i i think some of you a lot of my listeners know what i'm talking about they know when we get off center we feel a bit jittery we feel um out of sorts we don't feel calm and at ease and then contrary to that the opposite of that is when we are uh connected really fully connected and then we we have that sense of greater inner peace and calm and even though there's uh a lot of turmoil in our world around us we feel that calm in the eye of the storm so to speak we feel that sense of spaciousness uh that allows us to not get caught up in the drama and the trauma that is occurring in the world so this is the best way that i can describe how um how it feels like when we're really connected to our higher self uh of course um it's going to feel differently for everybody but uh i hope that you will find the method that most works for you so um it looks like our guest is having technical issues um so i'm going to go ahead and i'm going to do a channeling surprise this wasn't planned but here we go So I'm going to rattle for a minute. I'm going to connect with one of my divination spirits. Her name is Tetrica. Let's see what Tetrica what she would like to share with the world. I'm going to call her in. Calling in Tetrica. Oh, honored one, please come share any messages you have for anyone on this call or anyone who is listening to the recording I invite you to come in bringing in your energy 
Thank you. It is good to be here at this time. I have been witnessing so much violence in the world. So many people abusing power. I and those like me in the spirit world are not happy with what is occurring. We are working from our side. We are doing what we can to assist you, but we are limited as to what we are able to do. We appeal to all of you who are listening to understand that now more than ever you must connect with your higher self and through that connection you can call upon your guides like myself asking us to work through you for you are the vehicle for us to do our work we need your help we need your permission and only when you ask us to come, it is only then that we are able to assist you and then assist the world. I would like to say that things will get better, but there is more time needed. Sadly, there is great darkness so much work to do to clear this darkness away. It is not an easy job, but we will never give up. Expect a positive turn of events by the end of this year. This is all we can really say. We wish we could share more but we are not yet clear how things will unfold as there are several different timelines that are possible and depending on how many people on earth wake up this will determine which timeline everyone will end up on well I should say not everyone for those who are not awake, they will not be on the same timeline as those who are awake. We thank you, all of you who are working and here to be of service. We know it is also hard for you as this one who I am speaking through, Michelle. For all are human, but at the same time, we are all 
you are all spiritual beings here on this earth inhabiting human bodies for a human experience which you all signed up for in truth whether you like it or not this is your choice to be here at this time every one of you is playing a very important part in this act in this play so to speak of life you all have a role to play I thank you for hearing my message today I will go now that is all oh thank you for coming Tetika wow wonderful thank you for your wisdom and for your healing today we honor you and we are eternally grateful for that information you've just shared through me Michelle and I hope that it will be beneficial to other people who listen to the show later on and I'd like to just open things up for people to come on if you're on a phone you can hit the little phone icon and come on and ask me a question live in the studio or you're welcome to ask a question in the chat box and I think Kiri has just come on board Kiri you just need to hit the little phone icon in order to get onto this uh, live show here we go hopefully she can she just came in wonderful well everything happens in, in divine accordance it's a very interesting uh, interesting time how things happen and uh, so Carrie just hit the little uh, phone icon and you can get on a call with us here in the live studio you're most welcome to come in I've, I've given you granted you access to call in my dear you just have to hit the icon that looks like a telephone okay so any questions from anybody else any questions how's everybody doing any takeaways from that channeling yeah Carrie I know you're here but you need to hit the phone icon in order to come onto the onto the podcast live so just click on that and we'll be able to have you come in as a live caller that would be awesome if you can do that yes wonderful okay here you are awesome awesome welcome Carrie can you hear me yes we can hear you we can hear you well I'm glad you made it <laughs> oh. Thanks, Michelle. 
Wonderful, wonderful. Well, it's no problem. I uh, improvised and ended up uh, doing a channeled reading with uh, Techika. She came through and gave some words of wisdom, and uh, so that was good. We were doing that, and then right after I finished, you came in. So, <laughs> so perfect. I just want to introduce you to the audience. There's a few people here. Um, I just want to welcome Carrie Bradley. Carrie was uh, a, a student in my six-month shamanic mentoring program. Amazing young woman from Australia who has been a an emergency room nurse for the last seven years and um, has been a professional Muay Thai. Is that correct? Am I pronouncing it right? Or is Muay Thai? Oh, wonderful. Muay Thai. Muay Thai uh, competitive uh, fighter in uh, Thailand and also in Australia. And I think the thing about Carrie that's very interesting to me, you know, is her path. You know, she started on a path of allopathic medicine and now um, she's made this shift into alternative healing and sh shamanism. So um, it's, it's quite, quite a 180 degree shift. I know for you, Kiri, but I'm 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 I know that you're ready for the challenge, and I'd love to hear more about you and what made you, you know, what how did you end up feeling this urge or desire to to get on this path of shamanism? Um, thanks, Michelle. Um, I am really grateful to have this conversation with you. I think that it's it's interesting to talk about my journey rather than just kind of my inward conversation with myself about it. Um, and I guess I got into nursing for so many different reasons. Um, part of the reason when I was younger was I thought, you know, to become a nurse was quite a stable job in terms of income and um, I really wanted to travel and I thought that nursing was a really good way to travel the world and it was sort of like an international language that I could use um, when I wanted to travel and, and nurse in different countries. Um, and I also really have, an, I guess, an authentic sort of feeling of healing and, and wanting to help and wanting to give and wanting to um, serve is something definitely that resonates with me and always has. So. My mum's a nurse and my grandmother was a nurse and I didn't really think about it until I was about maybe 22 years old and then it sort of hit me that it might be a good idea. And um, when I first started it was really interesting about, I was drawn to the science, the human body, how the body works, the, the chemicals, the, the physical stuff, how, how your body adapts and compensates and I just found it so interesting in that, you know, we all have a human body, but we barely know anything about it. And um, Yeah. Yeah, people know more about their car and how their car works and have no idea about you know, the mechanisms of the body. So I was super interested in that. And then when I started working, I, I did love the, the dynamic of it, how I have to think on my feet, how I have to adapt to situations, how... It's such a problem-solving role. You can't ever have the same um, circumstances. It's always going to be evolving and changing. You have to think 
rapidly how to make something work. Um, and I loved all of those aspects of it. And then the healing side just started to grow and grow and grow. I noticed how how I could impact a person's life just by giving them that tiny little bit extra sort of compassion or a little bit more gentleness or a little bit more sort of holding myself in love and instead of, you know, fear or hate. And I started to build quite a strong rapport with my patients because I was able to hold myself in that place. And and that's what I started to get more interested in was how I impacted people with how I made them feel, not so much the clinical things and not so much the, um, yeah, the science stuff. That was always interesting, but what became more interesting was how I impacted people's lives in that short period of time, and I knew that it was because I was coming from a place of love, and I was sort of using my my energy to blanket them in a safety net when they were in a place of you know vulnerability and, and a really really scary situation. So the more I explored that, um, the more I started to become more intuitive with you know, my energy and, and how it impacts people's lives. And then I did have this awakening, I guess, if we like to call it. Um, there's a girl who was in Cairns and she was a friend of a friend of mine and I have, you know, have always had a really strong, um, powerful women in my circle, all different, all different kinds. And... Um, one of my really good friends, Taya, she had just had a reading with her and Taya recommended that, you know, all of us girls in this friendship circle, that we all go and, you know, try it out because she found it to be quite life-changing. So I had my first Akashic record reading and I had no idea what that was. This is about six years ago and um, Selena was her name, is her name. <laughs> She's amazing. Um, and I sat with her. I had no idea what it was about. She did a reading on me and I just basically had a meltdown because even though I knew things were strange in my life, as in like I was playing a game and I didn't really understand what the game was, she really cracked it open for me and she really kind of, um, yeah, like awakened me just by this simple one-hour reading and so much changed from that moment on. I started looking at the world a lot different. I started feeling a lot different about myself. Um, I got out of a relationship that I was in that, you know, wasn't really right for me. And and then I just started delving into the intuition, delving into the, the, the more intuitive side of things rather than the physical side, not the physical world and touching and, and you know, the the 3D world, I guess, I started delving more into the unknown and yeah, that's kind of how it started and how, <laughs> how nursing started and how I started and how I got to my pathway to, you know, meet you, Michelle, and, um, and start this work. And there was a three-year period in which I just pushed myself into scary situations of the unknown and of seeking out the alternative side of medicine and the alternative side of healing um, that isn't mainstream. <laughs> wow. Wow. Thank you for that amazing explanation, Kiri. And it's it's always wonderful to hear people's journeys of how they end up on this path because 
you know, there's usually some turning point, like you said, you felt going and getting that reading that, that there was something that happened. It touched something deep within you and you had this, it's basically this awakening and, um, and then everything changed for you. And I think people often have a story, you know, similar to this, whether it's they go, you know, get into an accident or they have a sickness or some kind of crisis occurs often to shift us into a different gear. Um, I'd love to hear more about what are some of the gifts that you feel you've received and what are some of the challenges you've experienced from being on this new path um, as an alternative healer? Um, sure. So I, oh my gosh, where do you start with that? The the gift is a huge one because with every sort of journey that you know you undertake when it comes to healing, not only are are we focusing on trying to heal other people and and trying to help other people but along the way you heal yourself um and that's probably been the biggest gift for me is that I've had to face myself in many ways that I wouldn't have been pushed to face myself if it wasn't for this journey and I've had to uncover a lot of things that weren't healthy for me a lot of patterns a lot of um stories a lot of judgments and it's really pushed me into a deeper understanding of myself. Hmm. And then from that place, I've been able to start to understand people in my life deeper and form deeper connections with my family, with my friends, with my my partner, my relationships, and definitely be more present. Um, I think a lot of the time in the past, <laughs> I always look back and I, I think about... <laughs> the past and sometimes when I've been traveling or had amazing experiences and interactions, you know, with whales or climbing mountains or being overseas or whatever. And I have this feeling of maybe I wasn't entirely present. And now the gift that I've received probably the most is that I'm able to witness life and really acknowledge where I'm at and experience it in the moment and be present and really wrap up everything that's around me and what's happening in that moment. And I feel like my life is richer. I feel like my memories are richer. I feel like in the last three years, that's why they call it an awakening because before that you're here, but you're asleep. You know, you're here and you're experiencing life, but you're half be a half not you're half distracted from what's going on instead of really like indulging in the moment and appreciating the tiniest little things that you know aren't always going to be there um i've really benefited and and felt a huge gratitude for how it's adapted my nursing as well i'm still nursing at the moment and I've noticed a huge shift in how I treat people and how people treat me just by just by what I've learnt through this, you know, healing modality and um, so much more compassion for people and my coworkers and so much more time and 
far less judgment and pain when it comes to when times get really, really hard, um, mm. which has been a really, really lovely thing to experience. And I notice when I'm at work that, you know, my colleagues, they, I, I can feel them at ease around me rather than what it used to be like, you know, when, you're, when it's busy and, and when things are really hard and, and there's a lot of going on we sort of take it out on each other because that's what we do because we're rushed and we're scared and there's a lot. But I've, I've been able to kind of, yeah, use just the simplest little techniques and hold myself in a way that makes people feel a lot more safe and a lot more grounded and, and then I feel more grounded and, and my job feels a lot more easy, a lot more peaceful. Um, <clears throat> the challenges are <laughs> now it's like, once you wake up to all that there is, you realise how many people, I think it's painful to see the world in the state that it is. Yes, yes. I think that it's painful to, you know, ignorance is bliss and, and ignorance is why the world is the way it is, you know, um, because the more we shine light on the darkness and the more we shine light on the things that aren't, you know, the way they should be, the more that we can change them. But that's why, you know, people are asleep. You know, we're forced into this slumber and now that now that I'm doing this work, I, just, I think the challenge is I see so much that needs to be done and mm -hmm. compartmentalising that and putting it into chunks rather than getting overwhelmed to a point of like... <laughs> depression because there's so much that I could be doing or so many things that I see that I can do now it's overwhelming so it's the challenge is to kind of stay present one thing at a time and, and just really yeah just chunk it into what can I do right now to make a difference and hopefully that will lead into you know that ripple effect and, and get more more things changing and more people um following their true destiny and following their authentic self rather than stuck in something that isn't for them, you know? Yeah, I think you're right. It's, it's interesting about, about helping because that's when I channeled uh, Techika, she, I, I don't remember everything that she said because when I channel, I'm a little bit, it's like I'm there, but I'm not quite there. And I'm, I'm sort of like in the background, but she said something about the best way that you, all of you can help is by staying connected and staying mm. connected to your higher self. It makes yeah. it makes that it easier for she was speaking about they meaning the the other spirit guides. It makes mm. it easier for them to come in and do the work through us. And and so she was really I think really trying to bring that home that people need to keep keep staying grounded, keep, you know, connecting in with their higher self and that through that everything can shift we can they can yeah. come in and they have more um they, they also need us to ask for their help more like they can't really come in and help unless we unless we ask mm. so um she i know those were a few of the takeaways that i remember but i i'm sure she said more but i i can't uh I can't clearly remember everything 
uh, after a channeling. But uh, I perhaps mm-hmm. I'll go back and listen to the recording as well. But, you know, I just want to go back to something you said that um, you mentioned about some techniques and things that you do that help you. And, and, you know, with the current state of the world, with so many people struggling with fear and anxiety and just feeling really off and, you know, out of balance, We'd love it if you could share uh, one or two of those techniques that you that you find that are really helpful for you to stay centered and grounded and at peace in your sure. life. Um, <laughs> there's a lot. I think I heard someone say something about this years ago, and it sort of stuck with me that meditation and yoga and you know. Um, creating peace in your inner world for yourself isn't for you, it's for the world. (laughs) Mm. Um, And that stuck with me because when I don't feel like meditating and I don't feel like doing the work, I don't feel like taking care of myself, um, it's reflected in my surroundings. And, you you know, I don't have patience for people. I don't have patience for anyone or myself. And the, the fuse is very you know, short and and everything like that. So I find meditation to be a huge benefit, not only for myself, but for my outer world. The more peace I create within my being and the more I release things that are not for me, that collective heaviness of the world, the, the past, the things that I was holding on to, and sitting every day, um, even when I don't feel like it, even if it's five minutes in the shower and just just doing that, be present, release what's not for you, you know, have that have that mental note of it's time to create space in your body for peace. And it could be going for a walk and, you know, not taking your phone and not listening to anything. Just go for a walk by yourself and look at nature or sit in silence under the sun for 10 minutes or yeah whatever it is that just have that moment in your day so you can just create some space in your being is a huge one um then when I find when I do go to work for example and it's chaotic I feel peace and it's a ripple effect that people around me haven't had the time to do that for themselves I can feel that because I wasn't able to sort of take that time, I don't have the frustration that they do and I don't have the the judgment and things like that. And so when, when they try and interact with me in a judgmental way or a um, sort of conflicting way, I'm able to just let it go. And then that diffuses it. It's just amazing how if you don't bite people back, it gets yeah. diffused. And then they almost look at you like as a reminder, oh, gosh, that's right. I don't need to be this way. And um, that's definitely one technique is just to, just to own your own inner world, is to own your own environment. You know, your inner environment is going to create such a huge impact on your outer environment. Every relationship you come into contact with that day is going to feel your peace and your inner, you know, your inner solitude. So that's definitely one thing I would recommend people have a go at or at least um, think about. Um, definitely 
I've learnt to, like specifically to nursing, um, not really specifically to nursing, but specifically to being in an environment of people that aren't your safety net. Like they're not your family, they're not your friends, they're not your friends, they're not your loved ones. So whether that be work or, you know, just going out into society. Um, really checking in with your energy and I know people who are more, you know, scientifically minded might think that this sounds airy fairy or something, but the heart has a magnetic field. It can be measured. It is scientifically proven that your heart does generate a magnetic field of up to four meters. And if you're generating a low vibration wave of anger, of fear, of pain, of all of these feelings, people pick up on that and then it's like the same thing. It's a ripple effect. Other people will feel fear. Other people will feel, you know, they won't want to be around you or they won't want to come near you or the opposite, they'll want to have a fight with you. Um, and I know that if I check in with myself and I feel into my heart, it takes five seconds to take three deep breaths, feel your heart, center yourself in love. If you can't feel love, center yourself in compassion if you can't feel compassion, center yourself in at least non-judgmental or just neutrality and feel the difference, how people come into your energy field mm. and how how it diffuses again those situations. Um, another technique that's really beautiful that um, I think is a kind of a mix of what you taught me and somebody else's kind of input as well is about the days when you're not feeling 100% and you're low, you haven't maybe had the time to do your meditation, you haven't had the time to even think about, you know, yourself. Life gets chaotic. You know, we can't always keep up um, with our own self, self cares, you know. So on those days, the other tool that's really lovely is that, that envisioning of like zipping yourself up. So if you don't have anything to give, you don't have the capacity to hold space for people. You don't have the capacity to feel compassion or love or peace. It's just be neutral by zipping yourself up and not letting anything penetrate your field. So just hold yourself in that bubble of light, that that auric field of gold or purple and, and envision your emotional body being zipped up so that when people do come into your energy field, you're not being sapped of your own energy. You're not processing their emotions for them and then you know when when you're able to hold yourself like that your energy will be sustained throughout the day rather than the opposite where you like fall into a heap um mm. those are like the simplest things I can think of off the top of my head wow. you know, I find too often yeah I love that last one especially because it's so simple and yet so powerful because I think a lot of people are feeling drained and there are days when, you know, I know I don't feel like I have anything left to give. And mm. so the idea of just kind of creating that cocoon of safety um, yeah. and protection, I think is, uh, I think that our listeners will be really comforted by that. And I think that's a wonderful uh, suggestion, especially mm. right now. So thank you for sharing that. Carrie, I do want to ask you one more question because I'm very curious about, you know, you're, you've been sharing so much about how you, uh, you know, believe in genera generating compassion and love for other people and, um, mm. and how this creates our reality. 
how does this play into your um, your sport in in um, Muay <laughs> in Muay Thai? Because I know it does. I know that you know a lot of martial arts. There's a lot of spirituality in martial arts. But I would love to hear you talk a little bit about that because I know some of the listeners might be athletes. And, and they could really relate to whatever you're about to say. Um, so please do share. <laughs> yeah, this, this one goes deep for me. Um, it, it starts with always like, you know, I said before, your inner world, it always starts with that having compassion for myself, having compassion and love for myself by nurturing my body, um, my mind and my soul. I can't. I can't go to training and do a three and a half hour session if I'm not deeply in tune with myself. You know, I can I can do a three and a half hour training session if and, and get through it if I'm disconnected, definitely. But the power that you need to generate to continually show up every single day, you do have to have a level of compassion and love there for yourself to go. I need mm. to make sure my diet is on point. I need to make sure that my 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 body's physically healing every moment that I can when when I'm not at training, you know, because you're battered and you're bruised and you're you're sore and, and your muscles are aching. Um and then nurturing your mental state as well. So starting with that, that's like creating that compassion and love for for the the athlete, like you you taking care of you. And I think all athletes, I mean I mean at least all Muay Thai fighters, I think we really do go within as soon as we've got a fight book as soon as we know you're fighting in three weeks or you're fighting in two weeks or you're fighting in six weeks you do just switch this flick this flick this switch and you do go in and you do go okay checking in with myself whether people realize it or not i think we all do it we we check in with our physical state we check in with our nutrition we check in with our our mental state we check in with our energy levels we check in with our you know how fit we are all these things and and that generates a lot of love and compassion for ourselves in terms of um <clears throat> you know fighting <laughs> when when you do prepare for a fight it challenges you to the depths of your being there is so much rawness you are tired beyond tired your body is physically beaten and it's not because you're being a you know, abused or anything it's because you're showing up to training every day and you're hitting pads you're hitting the bag you're sparring you're clinching you're doing body conditioning um you you have to work still you know because a lot of us are, are fighting at a level that you know we get paid to fight but we're not getting paid enough to sustain a living so we're still working so you're working you're tired you're doing two hour uh sorry two training sessions a day often six days a week or at least two training sessions five days a week and one on the sixth day um, with one rest day and the depth the depth that you go to within yourself is so deep where you uncover so much about yourself and that recognition of that when you get into the ring with another warrior another fighter you know you look across the ring and it doesn't matter if you hate them which we don't in Muay Thai. We barely, we barely have hate. It's, it's such a love sport, but you look across the ring at that other warrior and you acknowledge them because you know that what you've been through, what you had to sacrifice within yourself, 
you know, not going out with your friends, not going out with your family, showing up to training every day, not eating the luxurious meals, just eating plain, you know, nutritious, you know, not, not indulging, no, no partying, all these things. And the, the sacrifices, the, the things you have to do to get into that ring, you look at that person and I swear without people realizing it, they, we feel love. You feel love because, you know, you look at that person, you go, you made it, I made it, like, so much respect, so much admiration, so much compassion, so much love. And you cannot have, everyone wants a good fight. No one wants, no one wants to go into the ring and have, like, a fight where you are up against an opponent who doesn't want to be there. You want a war because that brings out the best in you. So to have a war, you need that opponent to show up. And the only way you have the most incredible fight with the most incredible release of adrenaline and and all of these crazy emotions and all this power is if that person shows up on that day and you show up on that day. And so when the bell rings and the fight is over, that is like the biggest celebration because it's like I couldn't have done what I did if you didn't show up today and you know it's not a one-sided thing you can't just get in the ring and look like an amazing fighter if the other person doesn't come to the party you know what I mean um yeah so you just have this like crazy level of respect and, and admiration for them because you know what you had to go through so they must have had to go through it too in their own way and and often you know people have deaths in their families or they have illnesses or they have financial trouble or they lose their job or, you know, bad things happen and then they still step in that ring and they give a hundred percent and that just generates so much respect and so much love. And I think that if you're not in it for that reason, um, you know, your, your fight career is going to be very different. But I know from myself, the women that I fought, <clears throat> I mean, I've had 30 fights and I fought, a couple of those girls twice. So I've had, you know, maybe 25 opponents or 26 opponents. Um, there's only maybe two. Oh, I think, think of only two probably of my opponents that I can say I don't love. <laughs> <laughs> but I can say 26 of those girls, like I love them in a way of like admiration, respect and ultimate, like a connection that you form when you get in that ring you try so hard to come out on top and then when you get out of that ring it's like the deepest level of respect yeah wow so, wow. It right? thank you so much that's so fascinating and you know it just it just goes to show these principles of compassion and love how can, how they can be applied to to really everything we do in our lives and uh and you just so you just so eloquently explained that, and I really appreciate that. I, I would love, um, before we end the show, for you to just talk a little bit about what kind of healing sessions you're offering, um, you know, and who might, you know, benefit from those kind of sessions. Um, mm. Tell just a little bit about what you're offering right now and how people can get in touch with you. Sure. Um, right now I am offering... I'm sort of starting to solidify exactly what it looks like. But at the, at the moment, I'm offering one-on-one um, -on -one healing sessions with um, 
my space at the moment is at a float center in Perth and um, it's called Altered States Float <clears throat> and I rent a room there two days a week. Um, those days are flexible but it is at the moment probably going to be on like a Thursday and a Friday um, during the day. Um, people can get in contact with me via their website which is Altered States Float um, in Perth if you just look that one up okay. and it is something that I feel as though I've had this kind of um, thought over and over and over again about what I really want this to look like and it's going to change and it's going to evolve. But I do keep thinking about what I talked about at the beginning about how I had that Akashic reading with Selena and it booted me into a completely different reality of what I should be doing with my life, how I should be living my life with so much more presence, so much more love, so much more compassion and understanding. And I look back now and I realise that for her it wasn't much. Like I can see now that for Selena it was quite easy what she did. She did it naturally. She's just, you know, that was just her. And that was a massive shift for me. And I think that at the moment there's a lot of people out there who need me to be that for them. And mm. I know I can be that for them because I don't need to do much in terms of what I see as a lot. I know that I have changed and grown so much, but for them it will be that bomb that goes off. And in a healing session with me, what you can expect is that when you, you come you feel a level of safety and you feel a level of ease that you can take that breath, you can just relax, you can just switch off. And it's very intuitive what I do. I I read your energy by being with, the, with you in the physical space or it can be also, you know, an energy um, distance healing, but... I read the energy and, and I and I can feel through just a little conversation and a little bit of, you know, interaction with you in the first five minutes of what we need to do to just start. It doesn't need to be, you know, a 10-year plan or a five-year plan of what you need to do every day, but it's just that initial meeting, that initial healing session of just feeling safe enough to just start something. And I don't know what that's going to look like for each person until I'm there with them. Um, but to, you know, list some random things that we can work through is, you know, the drum healing has been amazing. I found so many people really loving the drum healing. Um, you know, the drum is such a powerful medicine. It's so ancient. It's so tribal. It's so kind of like, oh, what's the word? Um, it's just really raw you know the drum just really brings people back to that like authentic self and and allows them to just drop into their body and out of their head and out of the rat race um kind of brings people home I think the drum and the drum healing is just the beginning you know it's just it's just an initiation and then from there you know, we can explore things like soul retrieval, which for some people sounds so out there and so crazy, but it's something that can be done so quickly and people feel it. You know, people can feel such a huge change 
if their soul has been fragmented and they can feel that soul dropping back into itself and, and, and realigning with itself. Um, so many different guided meditations, so many different um, like explorations of their being that we can explore. Um, there's heaps of heaps of things that I think I can't really explain until I meet the person and I find, you know, what would be their calling, what what they need, what what is it that they need in this moment right now. Um, calling in their guides is a big one. I know that a lot of people, like you were saying, I think I caught the very end of your um, your channeling and the the guides are there. They're wanting to help. They're, they're willing to help. They're really there but the connection hasn't maybe been made some people don't know how to make that connection and I can guide that I can assist you to do your own you know your own um retrieval of your own guides and meeting your helping spirits um beautiful (laughs) that's beautiful (laughs) Carrie I do want to mention though you also work online is that right Mm -hmm. so for people that are out of Australia they can still book in and they can do a um uh, an online yeah, like so Zoom session or something that. with you is is that right? Yeah, I think um, online it would be the same. Um, if you just head to Altered States Float mm-hmm. website and just um, message them because the online stuff I still do on those days while I have the room, so I can still set up my altar and set up my space and. Um, and do everything that needs to be done in that space. And then I will, you know, do the online session while I'm there. So it would still be the same process. Wonderful. Thank you so much for this amazing, uh, you know, interview today. So great to have you on my podcast. And um, do you want to share an email in case people want to email you directly and, and ask questions or is that okay for you to share? Um, yeah, do I, how do I share it? Do I just um, say it? Or do I you can it? say it, and as you say it, I will type it. What is your email? <clears throat> Excuse me, um, it's just my name, so Kiri Bradley as one word. Okay. At gmail.com. Wonderful, and then I'll just put that in the comments in case uh, on my actual web um, page for Podbean in case people um, don't see it now then people that come and check out the recording later they can they can get that info from my web page as well but uh, once again Kiri Bradley she's working at Altered States Float in Mm -hmm. Perth Australia and she's available for sessions there twice a week or um, if you're out of Australia or you're far away you can also book in with her on Zoom or Skype. And it's been so great to have you on the show. And thanks to all the listeners. We had a hundred people on the show. I was, I was actually, I was like, wow, that's awesome. So thank you all for joining us. I hope you enjoyed, um, hearing, uh, all about Carrie's journey and also hearing the advice from Techika, my, Divination Helping Spirit, it's uh, it's just wonderful to have all of you and your support. Please remember to like and follow my podcast and uh, look forward to the next podcast coming up next week. Lots of love, everybody. Thank you so much, Carrie. Love you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Take care.